Oh, what a good transition on that. Right. Phil, Phil slid right in. He's like, and I'm going to go away. My son, I have a, you have kids, right? Yep. Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. Two kids? Oh, ages. Uh, nine and 12. Nine and 12. Those are fun ages. I can only, I only know by the nine. My daughter's 10. That's been fun. The 12 year old. How's that? Uh, well, so my 12 year old is almost as big as I am. Be careful. They may be a fan of this show. <laughs> uh, he's almost as big as I am and he's into the game, Fortnite video yeah. games, Call of Duty, you know, it's a 12 year old. Um, he just went and uh, requisitioned one of my extra monitors so we could have two monitors. So now he's living the high life. Oh yeah. I told him he had to connect it and find a cable and the mess of cables I have. So, right. You got to give him the responsibility. Yeah. Got a free monitor. I had, I worked years to get a second monitor. Right. Yeah. It's hard. And I get it. I remember Spoiled. working at places where like some people had two monitors and like some people had one and I'm like, man, how do I get that second? I could be so right. much more productive. I have three now. I have, I'm living so high life. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got three right now. That's right. And one of them is, uh, is portrait mode for the document. Oh. See, I want to, I want a big one across the top here. Right. Um, not so necessarily. You, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wouldn't get it. I don't, I don't think I could do portrait mode, but a long horizontal one would be something I could have stuff that refreshes and I can just watch it. I goal. just want a long portrait. <laughs> just right in front yeah. of me. I can stand up. No, the, uh, yeah, I, I remember having to work hard for that. I've you know what, what blew me away. I didn't, it's when I was wanting to, uh, it's about maybe right in the beginning of COVID. Right. So people are home. It's like, Oh, well, got to figure out stuff to do. And I was like, let me just, I, I've always wanted one of those huge freaking monitors, just really curved. It's a big, nice monitor. And I was like, it can't be that much. Can't be, it can't be that much because look at, I can get, yeah. I can get like a 60 inch pan, uh, uh, LG, you know, yeah, for you a 60 inch for 500 bucks. <laughs> 500 bucks. Six, a huge, giant LCD TV that is obnoxious, obnoxious size, you yeah. know, for like, yeah, easy. That'd be like my bedroom TV, you know, of course. it's yeah. going to be a, yeah, three grand, two grand. Yep. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I guess it's that refresh. It's the refresh rate and the pixel density is yeah, what yeah. really comes into play with you know, the, these fancy monitors. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, you can get one for like five, six hundred bucks now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, but because that's when they started to, to catch on. I, I finally, for the first time, have, they're not the exact same because the model was discontinued between when I got it, but I have three of the exact same, almost same model of monitors. Nice. I used to have like an Asus 21 inch and then an Acer 20 inch. And that was my setup. Now all non-matching. All, yeah, all, all not. Like none of them were the same. It's like going um, down to basketball courts wearing like an Adidas top and Nike shoes. Like, what are you doing? Are you <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so now they're all LGs and they're all 27 inch. So nice. I have a, only one of them is really different. And that's the old one that um, I wasn't going to spend another 300 bucks to replace. So right, right. I'm, I'm rocking my, uh, two Samsungs, two Samsung that honestly I got from my mom, which is great, which is great. She got a promotion. They gave her a bunch of other stuff and she was like, well, what about all these monitors? She has like four monitors and they were like, ah, we already marked them out. You can have them. It's like, okay, you want some monitors? Bring those over here. And the monitor, like I, I, a coworker of mine has six <laughs> at his, at his home and at work. So it's got the, he's, he's got, got the, three and three. Oh my goodness. What would you do with all that? He uses them all. <laughs> is he a and day trader? Is he no, he's, 
he, he wears a lot of hats. Don't get me wrong, but like <laughs> at some point, there was a diminishing return of adding a monitor. When when like this takes more time than just clicking over, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could keyboard shortcut moving your windows around at this point. You should have, right. a... yeah. <laughs> no, no, trust me, this is so so much more productive. Yeah, right. This is great. Awesome. This episode is presented by OIT VoIP. Enhance your client's communication abilities with our VoIP solution, featuring integrated billing, on-demand training, and live U.S. support. Collaborate seamlessly with Microsoft Teams integration and put your entire phone system in your pocket with MobileX. Improve your offerings and increase profitability with reliable service for one-tenth of the average MSP acquisition cost. To learn more, visit OIT.co or dial 844-CALL-OIT. Uh, Senor Spooner, I'm going to go ahead and introduce us if you don't mind. Uh, hello, everyone out there in computer land. My name is Aaron Bolton. This is 38 at 38, where we discuss ridiculous job stories. We all have them. And if you've never talked about yours, start talking about them. You'll find that other people have ridiculous job stories, too. And they are funny. Maybe not when they happen. They're a lot of them aren't too funny. They're kind of stressful, but presently they are hilarious. And today I have Mr. Spooner with me. Go ahead and say hi. Let's. I introduced you, but dig into yourself. Let's really break it down. Oh, God. <laughs> um, my name is Kyle Spooner. Uh, I am a director of operations for a MSP out of Baltimore. Um, I'm a full-time remote employee. I also happen to be vice president of MSP Geek in a managed services community of over 10,000 uh, members at this point. Uh, and that's what I do. Um, I do some of this stuff as well. Um, I do some podcasting and some talks and educational content. We have a YouTube channel. It's a thing. Right. Now, I do want to say a couple things. Number one, congratulations on uh, MSP GeekCon. That Thank was you. two months ago. That's your first year, right? First year. And do, I was not there, uh, but... I hope to be there next year, and but I've heard nothing but great things, like really awesome things. So and like uh, more people than you were expecting, and like it was just it surpassed expectations. So easily, um, and that's the feedback we've gotten from everyone is that uh, it was an amazing event. Uh, one of the best things we heard was this does not feel like a year one thing. It feels like you've been doing this for multiple years. Which dude, that's big solid. shout out, yeah, dude, shout out to the huge amount of uh, help from our volunteer team who have done events before. We took a lot of advice um, from them, and they were hugely helpful um, in making sure that we had everything, um, you know, proper and good for what we were trying to do. Right. So yeah, it was great, and. The second one, talking about podcast, when you're releasing that podcast, a spoon, a spoonful of, of advice. Oh, I have a website. I haven't done anything with it because every time yeah. I try to sit down and write something, I'm just like, ah, no one wants to hear my thoughts. And it's like, it, it, I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't be pushing it so hard. I think it'd be great because it'd be your advice with comedy. It'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I, at some point when I, when I carve out some time, I do want to, to, to start writing just to build my, abilities in it it's right. a it's a difficult thing you know when out of high in high school you're like god oh, writing sucks it's horrible right. but uh you realize how important it is when you have to like email other people and yeah do text <laughs> communication right and it's like you gotta 
put the proper nouns and adjectives and use sentence structure. Right. Uh, I, I, I try not to be a Nazi, uh, period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and I think we all should. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> it took me a second because I knew my brain put the word where it was supposed to be that you were missing. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Thank goodness I didn't say but because I, yeah. I it would just clip right there. I used to I, I tried to not not to be a Nazi, but no, yeah. <laughs> no grammar Nazi. Oh. But it, it's difficult. It's because like I still I get caught. I like writing. I really enjoy writing. But when I was in high school, again, it was like, oh, if I have to write for um write for a purpose or like write because somebody else is asking me to write like we need you it's just i, I like the creative freedom with writing uh, writing i really love it so so with that if i see some oh man reading articles reading articles nowadays what are they talking about like uh, can you buy a bag of punctuation like just you know the send it's, it's just not a uh, I don't know. I, I, the grammar is all off. I've seen easily people, you know, in articles on LinkedIn, people using T-O instead of T-O-O. I'm mean, just like little things, just pre-fruit, pre-fruit it. Yeah. I guess My, I, am, uh, I guess I am a Nazi, a grammar Nazi. I, uh, are you an Oxford comma fan? I like the Oxford comma. That me too. Yeah. I think we talked about this. I think, I think it might've, I'm, why, Maybe. why not? Is this too much trouble? <laughs> is that, I don't get it. I don't. It's, uh, it's fun because I have this uh, of a friendly banter with some uh, friends, you know, across the pond uh, who are way better educated than some of us uh, right. here, me especially. Um, and it's just like we have these like things and I'm like, but I put an Oxford comma in there. Like, I don't care about an Oxford comma. You <laughs> you destroyed the whole sentence. And I'm like, but there was a comma that there was, was supposed to be. It. Yeah, it was a comma. <laughs> and maybe you should just read better. Yeah, <laughs> make your brain fix it in right. post. Okay. Yeah, post production brain yeah. work. Awesome. So let's let's get into it. All right. I'm I'm in. I I love doing these recordings because I really, uh, like I I don't I really enjoy this podcast. I really enjoy it. I'd hope to right, but I really enjoy hearing all these like ridiculous stories that I get to hear. So, Kyle, what is your most ridiculous job story? Would you like to share with us today? Um. So I, I don't. There's a lot of things I could probably share, but I want to share one that uh, probably scarred me for life. Okay. Okay. Um, Where we need a tissue for this issue? What's no, going no, no. It was the first time I had ever made a critical mistake mm. in the IT industry. Um, a little bit of background. I uh, An MSP was my first IT job, and I got it as an intern when I was like 26 years old, um, I was previously in sales and uh, a store manager in retail. Right. So I've always just had a passion for IT. So I had worked my way up in a span of three months into a level one technician role in the help nice. desk. Um, so bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, going ham. First tech Taking job. tickets, yeah. And this is tickets, what you want to do. Doing every, you know, learning setting up home labs, going, learning all the cool stuff, just a sponge, getting up all the knowledge of the IT space. Learn about ESXi, Hyper-V, which was probably not around yet at that time. 
um, learning how to do servers and AD management, all that great stuff. Um, so we get a client call in um, with a critical server down. It was a manufacturing company who manufactured food goods for one of their stores. And they had a two server setup. They had two ESX servers and they had a NetApp that was their storage. Because tight. Yeah. Um, so they called in and said their server was down. Their, their critical terminal server because everyone had terminal servers back in the day. Um, and so I knew the server itself was down, not the terminal server. So, but I knew that I could connect the storage to the other terminal server. Okay. Because I had sponged all the knowledge up. Um, so I did that. Um, connected it up, went through all the props, read everything, everything was good, hit accept, yes, connect the storage, boot up the terminal server, and I'm in. Right. We're live. I've saved the day. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. Right. And I start- Fireworks uh, going off. Exactly. I start yeah. poking around, making sure everything's good, and I restart the server just to make sure, and it comes back up in blue screens. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> wait, turn down the fanfare, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lower the fireworks, please. <laughs> please. Uh, and then I go to try to turn it on and nothing happens. Just a black screen. No boot drive. Did you already tell everyone fixed it? No. Oh, thank I, I, I not got that far. I was going to do that after I rebooted it. I, it was, I was installing something or making sure the drivers updated or making sure everything was working properly. And I was going to reboot it just one good time. And so, at, at this point, your client is down for down for the server. They're maybe twenty minutes at this point. Okay, connecting the the, the lawn to the server is not that long of a process. Um, and again, I'm a level one technician, and I've done this stuff before, mostly. Right. So I go to boot the server. Nothing. It's gone. The entire server is gone. There is nothing there. It is empty oh. drive space. So now remember, I booted the server. <laughs> I was in it. And now it's right. gone. Right, right, right. So, so you, can't even say, you can't even say it was like that when I got here. <laughs> exactly. So I turned to my team lead and I'm like, hey, WTF. The server was here. I booted into it. I restarted it. It blue screened and now it's gone. And in its boot up process, it blue screened and now it's gone. The CEO comes over and they're down for an hour. We're I'm I'm going I'm having to rebuild the terminal server from scratch and back up. I set up everything. I install the new OS. I'm in the terminal server. I'm reconfiguring everything, uh, software backups, all of it. And the CEO comes over and he's screaming and yelling because a tier one technician is working on a critical issue. Right. So evidently, but did, but did he know it was you that you were the tier one technician? Yes. Because, okay. So he was like, yeah. Still, uh, he he said the we weren't to inform the client what had happened. Um, but it turns out the way you connect a NetApp one to an ESX server of that version has to be very specific. The way I did it, the ESX server or the NetApp, I forget exactly which one overwrites the data that's there and zeros it out as if it's a fresh creation. Uh, Um, so I spent, 14 hours. Oh my God. Cause it happened in the morning. So I spent 14 hours calling the client every, you know, once every hour, you know, going through and, uh, you know, giving them updates. Hey, it's, you know, it's gone. I'm rebuilding it. I'm sorry. Golly. Not that I can do. You had to um, make that phone call. 
Uh, I did. Yes. Well, I mean, I deleted. I felt like I should be the one. Well, yeah. I didn't say what had happened. Like right. I made the mistake, but I felt I should be the one because I wasn't allowed to. But right. I said I was, you know, hey, if I'm working on it. I'm going to get you up by tomorrow. Right. Um. So I spent all day. I was up there like seven, eight o'clock at night at the office, um, rebuilding the terminal server and making sure they could get back in tomorrow to start work. Um. But yeah, the CEO come over and screamed and yelled and uh, oh, yelled at team lead for letting me work on it and yelled at me for working screwing on it. everything up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the first time I had ever uh, panicked in a situation at a after I had you know it did the, the thing happened like there's yeah. nothing I could do at that point. But right. that was the first time I would probably think I was you know up to lose my job. Yeah, that was at that le- that was my fear level at that point. Yeah, and how old were you? Uh, twenty seven, I would say twenty seven at the time. Dude, so your frontal lobe. All that judgment that just formed a year, a couple years before. I mean, you, it, dude, you, I, I think so. This is this is what I like to relate or think back to all these stories, especially like when we're younger, right? Uh, so I remember this like when I was in tenth grade. Now it's funny. I just told this story to my my nieces uh, yesterday, but um, I was going through a lot of stress, just a lot of stress in my life, and I said I'm always going to remember like how stressed I am as a kid. I know my stresses don't compare to like my parents' stresses, but still that's, it's stressful for me. So I realized that if you're a kid, if you're younger and you're going through a a bunch of stress, chances are that's the most stress you've ever gone through in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is just as valid as a adult going through stress. And that's the most, so I think back at 27 years old, that's still fairly young. And that's a lot of stress on all on you. You're going to lose your job. I mean, you're, you've got an adult screaming at you, uh, you know, 27, it's an, un, it's an adult still like yeah. an older person screaming at you. 50 year old gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> 50-year-old, your dad is, is riding you right now. Basically. Um, and you're like this small. Oh man, dude. And I mean, it's, just, I have, I've been in high pressure situations before. Um, I mean, I, I ran a $3 million retail store by myself basically right. for several months. I ran a, Manage staff. I've done most of the things that I continue to want to do um, and do now. I'm, you know, with MSB Geek and everything with training and leadership. Um, and, but at just that point, all of that goes away and you're just like, you have to take it because right. you're the one who technically made the mistake, even though right. it, even though it happened, <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah. it's your fault. There's no, there's no changing it. Right. Right. It's not like you meant to. Like yeah, so like I didn't purposely delete that terminal. I didn't want to spend 14 hours rebuilt the terminal <laughs> for a client who was already annoying as it was. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude. But you made it out on the other end. And you know what? I, did. I bet you never did that again. I have never deleted a terminal server ever again. Um, <laughs> How often? So I, I like, so those are like core memories. I like those core memories. And I was just, I had a convo with my sister last night about this, about like, do you ever have core memories that you just kind of go back through throughout the years like oh yeah remember that is that one of those things where something will trigger at work and you'll be like just like that glimpse of that memory will come back to you um that one not so much anymore uh, i don't do a whole lot of like tickets like that right. like technical tickets anymore so it's uh that specific thing doesn't come into play but it does if i'm working on something that has the potential to have like data laws or uh, it, it, un, it, unintended consequences. I always double check and triple check what I'm going to do and test if I can before um, I, I make that change. Harkens back. Well, yeah. Make that change. That's like, that's the end of a Michael Jackson song, isn't it? Make that change. 
I don't know. I'm not a huge Michael Jackson fan. We'll look it up, guys. Just the hits. We'll get yeah. <laughs> producer Phil. Post. Get on post. <laughs> put, a, put a put a thing on the bottom. Yeah, the yes uh, video. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. I'm gonna hear the quote that you've chosen for me in just a moment, but we're gonna take a little break for some advertisements. Yay! Are you engrossed by the intriguing world of AI? Do you find yourself relying more on ChatGPT every day? Are you fascinated by creating visuals with mid-journey or stable diffusion? Or could it be you're contemplating the deep-seated implications AI has for your professional field? If you're struggling to keep abreast of all the AI developments, don't worry. I'm Phil Buck, the host of AI Roundup, a weekly digest of all things AI. Make sure to check in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern for a concise roundup of the most captivating AI news right here on the MSP Media Network. And we're back. And producer Phil let us know that the song is Man in the Mirror. And uh, it was great. And then he jumped on the call and he was showing us his he was doing cosplay it. he was in cosplay yeah. full cosplay he was well, saying i'm not gonna lie that was very impressive it was and very a impressive and a little offensive no <laughs> <laughs> i'll let anyone decide why that would be offensive he went with oh, a glove on the wrong hand on the wrong hand not today not today no. awesome all right so here's uh here's the the other part of the of this podcast that I love so much so much that I get to share with you uh, a ridiculous story or some ridiculous stories about one of my 38 jobs. And again, I feel like I should preface this the 38 jobs. If you follow these this series or follow this podcast, it really is about like hustle, like what many times I've had three jobs at one time, you know, or not many times, a couple times, many times I've had two jobs at one time and just trying to jump up and it could be just say a better situation over here and uh so but by doing that i i found some pretty fun and weird uh experiences so uh kyle go ahead and share that quote and that quote has something to do with the job that i'm going to talk about and i'm not sure what quote he's going to pick go for it uh so i've selected it's basically an interest-free loan from the irs <laughs> okay so i was questioning if i should even talk about this one too too late i picked it <laughs> like i was i was when i put it on the list originally every time I'm like ah okay when that comes around i'm still gonna be but okay so um my mom was uh was dating a guy named uh Werner Eisinger, and he's uh austrian and um I was 17 and I wasn't maybe I was, I was just goofy with him. So, I mean, he spelt his name, his last name was spelled ass anger. So how can I not, how can yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're, you're a 17 the one. year old. I would, I'd, I'd do it now. So and, <laughs> yeah. Werner ass anger. So, you know, why not? So he, and it was funny. Uh, this was my first, putting my first like toe step, you know, toe uh, into the world of, of it. And he ran um, out of his house a, a company that he just uh, resold uh, networking networking equipment like three com, I remember three com five hundred nine B sixty like all these just cards all these networking cards and we're talking uh, two thousand two thousand one you know so all these networking cards and he'd get uh, like shipments in and uh, or he, I don't and I don't even know what sites he was on back in the day but he would 
uh, he'd go on a site and just try to find out if somebody need what what people needed. Then he'd go on a different site and he'd find someone selling it and he'd just buy it and resell it over, you know? And I thought that was really great, but I always thought, why do those people looking for it? Why don't they just go over to the other site? Why can't we just do that? I didn't understand too much, but the place was called, uh, it was called all this, all this incorporated, which also was kind of weird. And the reason he called it all this, uh, was his buddy Wolfgang Wolfie, who, uh, he owned a, a networking manufacturer networking company called uh, Allnet. That's right. It was Allnet, and it was in Germany, and it was the third largest networking, uh, like uh, hardware company in all of Europe. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, and I was like, oh, this is a good guy. You know, maybe I should find, out, reach out to him. Hey, remember some kid that was. <laughs> that's mom was dating a buddy of yours from 20 some yeah. years ago we know each other hook me up yeah right <laughs> connect linkedin um so he all net so he decided to do all this because he was also a reseller of all net which he didn't sell any of it uh just bunch of blue boxes in the garage stacks of i mean i'm um, stacks all the way to the ceiling i know because i stacked it up there uh yeah so i'm 17 years old and he liked that i was very outgoing and we hung out a lot and he said hey how about how about you work for me how about you work for me uh and i you know these little things that i look back and i'm like oh that was a power play and why were you doing a power play on a kid you know so he he was like uh yeah i need you to i need you to work for me i said all right that sounds great summer i was about to graduate high school and summer was coming up i'm like that this is perfect got it and he said, uh, well, hmm. this is a time that I, I had two jobs. I, a previous job I talked about, I worked at Sears. So I was already working at Sears. I worked like, at a Sears outlet. Oh, good. That's where, I, that's where I ran the store. Oh, did you? Yeah. Which one? Uh, it was a Sears outlet here in South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I don't know why. Even if you, it was near in Tampa, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, uh, so he said, I need you to... Uh, I need you to come work for me and I, no problem. And he said, uh, yeah, what was it? He was like, I, he gave me a date when he wanted me to start working, but it was the last week of school. It was the last week of school. He's like, I need you to start working then. I was like, you want me to start working the last week of school? Like the last week of school. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, because I was like, oh, you're graduating. Who cares? Like, done. School. Done. But, but again, he couldn't, not, not thinking back, you know, thinking back now, I was like, you couldn't yeah. have waited a week. It was a, right. And looking back at him and his behavior, personality, um, it, it was, it was a lot of manipulation and which <laughs> will be, I want to really, I don't want to villainize this person at all, but, <laughs> but I, I, I do want to paint a, a picture of his business ethics. Um, so he, uh, so I started working for him. Um, and, I, I, it was very quick off the bat. I don't know if he knew what, why he was hiring me or he just wanted me to sell and do stuff. I said, all right, what am I selling? And at this point I'd already been selling. I've talked before. I had my mom as a guest, like I've been selling since I was a kid, like just selling. Well, you have food. to. Yeah. You, you got to go through those, like uh, those pamphlets you got to take to your neighbors and be like, Hey, look, buy some candy. Yeah. Buy oh, a trinket. Yep. <laughs> yeah, something. I, I definitely did that. Uh, but I mean, 
I, I'd already worked at like selling. I'd already had like three commission jobs at that point selling in, yeah, in, in Sears and Champ Sports. And oh, another one that we haven't talked about yet when I was in high school that I was at the same time I was working at Champ Sports. So, I mean, I knew how to sell. And it's so true that everyone out there, if you're out there about to hire a sales rep, you want to hire a sales rep, do not hire a sales rep unless you have a good training set up for them a good onboarding and letting them know because they're going to get annoyed and frustrated. If you got a good salesperson, they want to know that they're going to be supported and they will give you their all and they, as long as they can make money. But if you're not hooking them up with the support that they need, they will write it out until they find something else and buy. Right. And right. I didn't understand that concept. I see it. I see it now looking back with myself because I was like, all right, what am I selling? And you know, he's like, Oh, these, this first, it was the Wolfgang's equipment that I spent like maybe a week just unboxing and stacking up. It was ridiculous. He wanted all of them out of the box, all the individual boxes out of the boxes. It was ridiculous. Guess what happened? It flooded. Yeah, put them back in the boxes. The garage flooded. <laughs> and like, yeah. So that was fun. Um, why are they on the floor? You told me to put them on the floor. So, uh, so anyway, so that that didn't work out because like, all right who am i selling them to what's a how do i describe these what's the script i mean just let me know it wasn't as readily available like internet you know it was there obviously but it wasn't you can't just pop it in what is this you know just and i'm 17 you know guide me through this and he would just sit there and smoke cigarettes all day in front of the like the other uh desk that was just you know butted up to mine and he's like you can figure this out <laughs> like he was so snobby about it so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. So what did I do? I spent my time on the internet. I played some games. I kept asking him, hey, what do you, do you have anything for me to do? Are you selling? It describes, I mean, it became a very contentious relationship. And I bet. while he was dating my mom, because <laughs> I was like, look, man, he said, how come you're not working? I was like, you haven't given me work. I've been asking you to give me work. Been asking you, to, I look, if, if you're going to pay me, I'll be here, but I'd rather not be here and not get paid. You know, if you, you know, what's going you got on? Better things to do than sit yeah. and watch and sit in front of computer games. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, I'm like, you know, I'm getting paid. Like, it, I'd rather do something else. I'd rather do something else and get paid. So, um, uh, what happened? So, I was driving around uh, this busted up. Now, nah, I'm not gonna say busted up, but but it was a, it was, it was a busted up, busted up uh, Skylark. Like, I think it was like '86 Skylark, Buick Skylark. And again, this is year 2000, uh, 2001, and I needed a car. I need, oh, well, well, just, I had also, outside of selling the all this or all net product line, he then started trying to get me to, that was one thing. He started, <laughs> actually, this converges. The first day that he, <laughs> I was just remembering this. The first day that he says, hey, how about you start selling this you know, like doing what he does. I'm like, finally, you're going to teach me what you do. Cause he wouldn't be very weird about it. about it. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't. I was like, I want to make you money. Cause I know that's how I'm, I'll make money, you know? And he said, okay, I'll start showing you. And he showed me and like in day one, I'd made sales. I'd knocked it out at the same time. My engine blew on that Skylark same, like just like a, a few days before that. And I needed a car. I needed a car and I didn't have the money saved up to go get a car. So, you know, I was in this, this predicament and when he, I guess when he saw that I was good at it just a little bit and he said, 
hey, you know, you need some money. I, I know you need some money. I'm like, yeah, yeah it, you know, for this car. Um, you know, how much would you need for the car? And, you know, you, you know, and we're talking back and forth about discussing numbers. And I'm like, why? And I'm in my back of my mind. I'm like, oh, man, is he actually going to be cool and buy me a car? <laughs> no one's ever cool. No one is ever cool, especially no one named Werner a ass anger. I <laughs> so, guy's never cool. So he says, well, here's what we'll do. <laughs> he said, and this is a full grown man. This is a full grown man plus 40, you know, over the age of 40. And he says, you know, you can uh, get a, a loan. Uh, basically, here's, he said, here's what we'll do. He says, I can give you money by paying you the money. And then you can just give me most of it back. I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well, basically he said, it's, you have to pay back, but it's basically an interest-free loan from the IRS. I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. And why would I have heard of this? I'm this man, He's 17. Is, this man is in business. He owned two houses. He had a nice car. You know, I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, I see the transactions coming in and he's making money. So this guy knows what he's doing. He said, here's what we're going to do. He said, if I pay myself, if I pay myself money, then I'm taxed at this really high tax bracket. He says, so that means the government gets a lot of that money. But if I pay you the money, whatever amount of money you, um, you get paid, you know, you're going to be at a lower tax bracket. And he, he, this is so, he already did the numbers. Like he had thought about it, did the numbers and then presented it to me, right? Like as if it was a spur of the moment. And he said, so, uh, so I'll pay, I'll pay you. It was like $35,000. I'll write you a check for 30, $35,000. I can't remember. And he said, whatever that tax bracket that I was in, I forget how much it was, whatever I would have paid taxes in it. He said, you keep that money and just give me back all the rest of the money. And I said, so uh, what, how do I pay this back? He goes, you just pay it back to the IRS. Yeah, they'll send you some forms. And I was like, oh, right. But again, 17 years old, my frontal lobe where all the reasoning is, is like, it's not, it's not even close to being closed, you know? And I'm like, this, this makes sense to me. You know what? And I just turned 18 years old. So I'm an adult, you know, I'm going to make my own decisions. I'm going to make my own decisions. So I ended up getting the money and I, uh, and <laughs> talking, he said, he said, he said, okay, but listen, this is how I want. Yeah. I'm doing the accent. This is how I want you to bring it to me. You know how, when they open up in a movie, the briefcase and all the money is there. <laughs> Is this guy? Does this guy not sound like the uh, the, the villain? Like a cartoon villain? It's got to be a cartoon villain. It, it's that's exactly what I'm picturing in my head. Is like you've got to bring me the money. The money. It's like it's like the villain from Die Hard, right? Like, yeah. So, Hans so, Gruber. So he gives me a small because it's still he's like whatever amount. I think we decided on like fives. So to make his ego and his dream come true of this. Me, a kid, had to go into a bank and say, "Yeah, <laughs> can you cash this for me, please?" You know, my bank, fives and fives, and I had to ask for some ridiculous denomination, whatever. I forget what it was, but it wasn't hundreds because that would uh, barely fill up like a to go. You know, that'd be like a 
they can get like a 10,000 stack. It'd be just three of those. It'd be a couple of stacks. It'd be in a, I'd have to put it in a toiletry bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I had to break it all out and he gave me, it wasn't a huge briefcase, but it was like a, some kind of little case. And he wanted this whole thing acted out where I came where I came into the house, I came into the house wearing sunglasses and he would be at his desk smoking a cigarette and I'd be like, do you have, you have the stuff? And he wanted to turn around and like me show him the money. It was like a whole act out thing that he wanted to do. Now, I think that would be funny if it was two 17 year olds or two adults <laughs> hanging out and you've been friends since you were 17 or college kid, like, you know something like and there's there's yeah. scenarios where that works yeah but good i'm glad you're old that. dude i'm glad you said and, i kind of want to do that but i gotta yeah get i would love to do that, that. Awesome. i i know a couple of friends i'd be like hey give me some cash <laughs> and a briefcase and they'd be like that'd be so cool <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it right back i'm gonna give it right back yeah yeah so uh so yeah so he uh shortly after that and i don't know the FBI came. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I just sat on, I was like, okay, this is great. Happy day. Happy day to me. Um, and so I took the money and I put it uh, as a down payment on a Chevy blazer. Like the last year, I think it was a 99 Chevy blazer and it was a, a brand new. I mean, I was, no, it wasn't brand new. That's right. It was a couple, it was even a late model. I should didn't even get a new car. I should have gotten a new car, but it was like, that was, I was the man at, around all my friends you know because aaron just graduated from high school and he's got this crazy new tech job you know now yeah. he's driving a brand new you know new uh uh chevy blazer just pimping out so uh so i, I and my dad was like wow son you're doing great <laughs> dude my uh truck payment was this is in the year 2000 i was 18 years old my truck payment was 400 bucks and my insurance was three two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mister Ass Anger. Appreciate yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you should get that one. <laughs> what a jerk. So, um, so it, it, things just fell out. I mean, obviously that was not that was a toxic relationship. You know, it, it was just not working out at all. Uh, I knew I wanted money. That that thirty grand that I got and then had to give back, you know, that was great while it was in my fingers, but the deposits gone or down payments gone. And you know, all this money's going to, and I'm not making the sales because he's now not giving me the leads or like opening up and tell him, you know, the, his account that he had. And so things started getting more contentious. I'm like, yo, I've got to pay for this truck. And he, and I, it was weird for like a week. And then he turned to me, he goes, are you even happy? And I was like, huh? He's like, are you even happy here? And I was like, I mean, to tell you the truth, no. Then why are you here? And I was like, and I just Good said, reason. I was like, deuces. I, yeah, that basically deuces. I'm, I said, okay. And I just walked out. Mm -hmm. I walked out and I went to my mom, had a, had a, uh, a little restaurant, a little Cuban restaurant and uh, like a sandwich shop. And I came in, she goes, oh, how come you're not at work? I'm like, ah, we just, I'm not going to be working there. And she was like, what like like she took it more serious she's like hold on one you're not quitting a job two that's my boyfriend this is going to be awkward <laughs> and you know what all happened and three you have this new truck and i'm like i oh, know mom that's why i gotta leave <laughs> so i it ended up working out because fine until um you know that loan comes due 
And I hadn't even, they, I hadn't received any information. As a matter of fact, I had been filing my taxes and no issues. And I was like, you know, from, you know, I've, I'd gotten returns back until, uh, the Tuesday, Tuesday night before I got married, getting married on a Saturday, Tuesday night, I get home, um, and my, my, I get a, a phone call that I had missed on my celly. It's my, uh, my fiance that I will be marrying. And she says, and I, the voicemail, she was freaking out. That's right. I got the voicemail and she said, it's gone. It's all gone. They locked it up. The IRS took it. I don't know what's going on. You need to call. Cause we had already had a joint checking account. We had a joint checking account ooh, since like for a year after we started dating, I was like, can you just handle, cause I was making a, okay money and i was like can you just handle my bills and she's like i'd love to so she would pay all my bills you know helped out so joint joint checking we're good to go all the money we have for the rest of the wedding for like to pay off the rest of the wedding day of for the honeymoon everything the whole account is locked you know because we were super smart and put all of our money in a checking account and you know we we did we're that young well and we did that thinking that you know well in the next few days we got to pay all this money out you know we're going to be paying all this money out locked it all up. I called up and I remember I called up and they, it was, it was like nine Oh one when I heard, Oh, we close at nine. I was like, Oh, yep. So the next day, next day I called up. And, uh, so that's a Wednesday where, you know, I call up Wednesday. What's going to look, this is everything that's going on. They're like, well, you owe some, you know, amount of money. I forget what the amount was, but it was that money that they were like, Oh, which, Oh, that's right. It was, it was a 1099. That's the other thing. It was a 1099. He didn't tell me it was a 1099. He never told me it was a and I didn't know what a 1099 was. Didn't even know it. He said I'd be getting forms in the mail. Well, he filed, you know, and he said that he paid me money. And so that's I guess what took a while for them to get back to me and they're like, "Hey, so yeah, you owe X amount of dollars." I forget what it was, but it was in it was a couple thousand, a few thousand, and me being you know, 24 years old. I mean, I young and I mean, our account shut down. I'm like, I don't have, what am I going to do here? She, uh, I, that was Wednesday. I talked to him. They said the next day, Thursday, come in, come in and see one of our, um, uh, one of our specialists here in the IRS building, like at the actual, which I didn't know that there was, didn't think of an IRS building, but in Tampa, there's an IRS building. And I, I went there and there's the sweetest older ladies that were working there. And they were like, well, what happened? And I'm, I'm already like energetic and I'm younger. I'm like, I said, okay, well, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. And I tell them the whole story, somewhat of the story. And I've got her and people are looking over from their cubicle, like looking in. It's like, what's the story? They're like, that's ridiculous. I was like, I know. And I'm getting married. Oh, you're getting married. I know. So yep. I need this. Oh, and they're like, okay, well, let's work on it. Let's work on this. Da, da, da. So I brought all my tax forms. They asked me to bring all my tax forms from that time on. And I sat with her as she went through and processed all of them, reprocessed all. And I felt clear. I was like, look, I know how to do my taxes. I, I read my dad. I remember sitting next to my dad when I was a kid and he had the, the little, the thin form, the, the little pamphlet, you know, the, the newspaper pamphlet. And, uh, I, I knew how to do my, so I felt comfortable about that. So they came back and they said, okay, well, here's some good news. Uh, you've been doing your taxes wrong this time. Oh, good. I don't know how to do it. And they said, we actually owe you more money. You, you, I was like, what? They're like, I, ended up getting a refund of $1,700. So 
So like for some reason, I don't know what boxes I wasn't checking, but I wasn't getting any of the money that I was supposed to be getting from the IRS. And they said, uh, they were like, yeah, uh, so all, all the money, all the back tax that I owed was paid up and I'd be getting $1,700. And this is Thursday. This is, I mean, cutting it really close before the wedding. I was like, thank you so much. So they're like, we'll release the hold right now on your bank checking account. They, I, was, I, I was hugging. Everything was great. And I yeah. said, I, then I finally said right before I was leaving, I was like, so, uh, when can I get that check for 1700 bucks? <laughs> That's something I'd say too. <laughs> and oh, they, thank you for giving me my money back. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my because <laughs> I was like, because I am going on my honeymoon, and they were like, "Look, you just better be happy that it's back when you get back from honeymoon." Right? Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And they were like, yep. <laughs> that's, 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 like me. "That's me, right there." I pushed it. I pushed it. I pushed it. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that. That was the whole roundup story of that. That story of that job hit me back years later, five years later, six years. Yeah, six years later. Yay. Oh, oh, wait, no, no. The topper on the cake, the topper on the cake. So a few years ago, a few years ago, I was maybe longer than almost 10, Ooh, maybe five, either way. I was back in the area because I, I forget what, I think I was looking at some property and I just happened to be back in that area where he lived and like where he, and I was like, you know what, let me just, let me just drive up in, see if he's, you know, it, this would be fun. You know, cause I, cause I, I forgive and forget. I don't, I'm, I just, it remember, is what it is. Yeah. I remember the fun times. I was like, Hey, this might be a fun thing. You know, this is two and a half years of this or two years. That I knew this guy, you know, and I knock on the door and he opens the door and he goes, yes, yes. And yes. I was like, Oh, Hey, Werner, what's up? It's Aaron. Uh-huh. I go, you, you remember me, right? Like you dated my mom. He goes, yeah, I remember. Um, Thank you for stopping by. Please never come back again. <laughs> Just close the door on me. <laughs> yeah, but what was I to Weird. expect? What was I to expect? I mean, at least a friendly, hey, how you doing? I, you know, niceties. <laughs> niceties, I guess. But this is the guy that wanted me to, uh, that was manipulating a kid, you know, and doing some shady stuff tax uh i mean that's definitely tax fraud right on his part uh he paid me as an employer but then instructed me to give him the money back so he doesn't have to pay taxes on it that's yes, that tax tax fraud. Fraud. um the 1099 stuff is a gray area because he just paid you and right. he didn't fill out any 10 like did he get you to you have to do a w9 i pay i feel i can't remember filling out anything uh, yeah i mean if he's doing one shady thing, he's probably filled with shady things. So, Werner Asinger, filled with shady things. <laughs> Just a tagline. <laughs> oh, Kyle, thank you so much, man. Thank you for for choosing that quote. <laughs> I, 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 that was a fun story I got to tell, and I know that sounds kind of funny. I just <laughs> complimented my own story. It was a fun story. I had fun telling the story. I hope I had fun listening to it. Thank you. I had fun listening to your comments on them. I appreciate them. And I hope everyone out there had fun listening. Kyle, I always like to wrap up and uh, just like, ah, I love how Phil, ah, he's always on it. Like he gives me the warm and fuzzies. He helps me so much. What let's, let's do a little reflection. I always like to end off with a reflection of, of your job that you had. What, what were you able to, the lifelong lesson, if any? I am. So, at that job, I learned um, what it means to be a leader. 
And I'll add in that I had another similar situation to where uh, I had made a mistake and accidentally flooded some of our clients' email inboxes. A obscenely amount of emails from our ticketing system, which to me seems like it was too many to have just in general, because there was like, I know how email processing works and it was a little too many for my taste. Uh, but as soon as I made that mistake, I went to my current supervisor, uh, who's a CEO and president of the company running it basically at the time. And I said, Hey, look, this is what I did. Um, this is what happened in case you get a call. Uh, and the first thing out of his mouth was, did you learn something? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I need to do more testing before I put something in production and making sure that the script's working. He's like, are you going to make the same mistake again? I said, no. And he's right. like, cool. And he just, he said, all right, go ahead. That was it. That right. was the entire situation of the discipline that he had. And that's the type of leader that I want to be. Mm. That's it's people make mistakes. Everyone has issues. Things are going to happen in a day-to-day life. Screaming and yelling at everybody doesn't change anything. Being calm, assertive, and working to resolve the situation is what you want to do to those that you lead and those that you manage. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, for my reflections, man, it's it's kind of, it's difficult for me on this one. I mean, I've learned. Don't <laughs> do business with shady people. <laughs> Don't do business with shady people is huge. You know, if you look, if you, if you write out their characteristics and they are definitely a cartoon villain, you know, maybe, maybe. The not. IRS always gets their money. That is so true. The IRS <laughs> You don't play with the taxes. <laughs> They'll come after you. They will. Ain't that right? Our next guest, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> oh, man. You know how much I'm sure Wesley Snipes every day. He's like, well, one other famous person, please get hit for tax evasion so they can stop talking about me. Uh, well, you had Jimmy Carr in the UK who didn't pay taxes either. Uh, oh, he didn't? Famous one. Now he, uh, but the thing, he's a comedian. Yeah. And he's on a multiple shows now. Right. And they talk about it and he talks about it and they laugh about it constantly. And I think that's the the funniest thing is that he blatantly didn't pay taxes and continuously makes fun of himself and everyone makes fun of him for not paying taxes. And it's just like a thing. And it's right. fantastic. I can't believe it. I got to look that up. I didn't know he, I, I like him. I didn't know he got a, he didn't, that, that wild, crazy Brit. <laughs> Government gets their money. Government, <laughs> oh, yeah, that queen, the queen, now the king, yep. they're going to get their uh, the balloons. <laughs> what? What are uh, they here? Pots of gold. I don't know. I don't know. Pounds sterling. Is it really sterling? Yeah, pounds sterling is the. Uh, they, they generally shorten it to pounds or pence oh. if you go smaller. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I wonder. Know, if, I know too many UK people. Well, that sounds kind of messed up. I know too many. I need to yeah. cut some of them. I need to. Get I need them. to. I need to drink more coffee and less tea. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I would really think uh, there's a couple times this comes up is uh, not, not, uh, not, not, not backing down when the a figure of authority becomes oppressive. You know, and yeah. I, I think I've and I've had that. You know, a couple times in, uh, in my jobs and some jobs that I've had in my career that. You know, I and I didn't, and sometimes that didn't work out for me as well. But I mean, pride to the side, it was I'm not going to be abused. 
you know, I'm not, yeah. you know, agree stand to up to disagree. Yourself. Exactly. You have to stand up for yourself. And even if it is taking a walk after you got paid $30,000 to give back, I think it was like 28 or something, no, 23, something ridiculous. So make sure it's in a box and fives. <laughs> Fun times. I want to see if I can, I'm going to, I'm going to make that happen. That's got it. Please put it on LinkedIn. Top oh, it well. on, put it on LinkedIn. No, a video. A short, uh, TikTok. Uh, put on TikTok or something. I That's have right. to make a TikTok account or YouTube Shorts now. Since TikTok's right. getting banned everywhere. Yeah, TikTok's getting banned everywhere. Twitter's on the way out. <laughs> Phil said definitely that should be something on next uh, next year's MSP. Ooh, Geek that Con. can be the keynote. Yeah, the MSP Geek Con 2024 still probably going to be in Orlando. Uh, in May. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we're looking for. We're still waiting on some contracts and some discussions. Um, but Martin with the, if, if we could have Martin walk out, uh, or Martin be on stage and I'll walk out with a briefcase full of British pounds sterling. Oh, uh, can we, can um, we hook it up where you can repel down <laughs> just, just somebody? I'm sure I look, I, I only doing one conference, the amount of things I was offered in, uh, suggestions made. Yes, really? that could happen. 100%. They will build you a cage. Oh my to God. Where you can fall down from if you want. Like it is like they'll do anything you want in these giant concerts. As long um, as you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be willing to pay for it. Yeah. How many flamingos do you want? What? None. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's available. We've got them. We've got 20 bucks a piece. We're in the back. They keep them there. I'm, I'm <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, do you want to try this flamingo burger? What? <laughs> sure. Delish. It's, uh, the uh, it's the ribeye of the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't think they're Caribbean. I think they're African, aren't they? Flamingo. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I honestly they're, don't know. My I have to Google that later. My only knowledge of that is like I think I saw them on Lion King. You know, and that's they're, super accurate. Were those cranes? I think those were cranes. Those, those cranes. might have been cranes. I need to find me a flamingo. And I, I accept, I, I expect everyone out there to go find themselves their own flamingo. How long does a flamingo pee? How long does a flamingo pee for? <laughs> he's, that- he's, you're missing some context for that statement. Okay, no, no. okay. <laughs> so, producer Phil, producer Phil, just put in the chat. How, how long does a flamingo pee for? <laughs> so Phil and I, uh, during the pre-show, we're having a nice, lovely conversation about random things we Google, but not on work machines. And I discovered on Reddit today that uh, someone made an, uh, a statement that uh, animals urinate the same time length as other animals and in us. So you urinate the same time length as an elephant would, which is generally about 20 seconds, according to some oh. Reddit on the internet. Person. According I, to some Reddit, I, I said I wanted to Google that later, and then he he put that in the in the chat. And uh, I command everyone watching and listening to go oh Google God. that. <laughs> to go Google, how long does a flamingo pee for? <laughs> We're gonna get this trending. Flamingo now. flax. Flamingo Flamingo flax. Nice. That should you should make that a, a segment as a as a second break. <laughs> a second break, and I I would I'll just. Maybe not even to the guests; they won't even know. And I'll just throw out a flamingo fact, and then post post production flamingo. Just fact. completely random. Hey, wait, did you know that a flamingo does this? Does it? Yeah. Uh, no. You know, <laughs> you know that's wild. So you said it was a server. Ugh. Wow. Well, did you know a flamingo pees as long as a human does? Uh, I uh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. So uh, back to your story. <laughs> oh. Uh... <laughs> 
Awesome. And then, every- and then and they can do it in post, like a little Flamingo flag, fax stamp that just exactly. comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flamingo fax. Done. That's going to be my next tattoo, Flamingo fax. Right around there. Oh, you should. It'd look great. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Thank you, Kyle, so much for being my guest. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everyone out there in Computer Lens, for listening or watching. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we will see y'all next time. Peace. of the MSP Media Network.